Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week, I think we broke our reasoning skills because I don't, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Oh yeah, no, the, there are there are times uh, when watching a movie for the podcast where I I get flashbacks of my entire life and like what led me to this moment, um, and that definitely happened this week uh, watching The Woman in Red. Yes, from 1984, a which is based on a French film called pardon mon affaire or an elephant can be extremely deceptive um <laughs> i like feel like i need to unpack that with my therapist uh yes I, this this friend this french film was made in 1976 and for some reason gene wilder decided to make an american version for 1984 that he wrote and directed. It hurts. It hurts because I love Gene Wilder. You know, yeah, he's a fantastic comedic actor in so many movies. And I mean, it's not that you can't tell he's a good comedic actor in this movie. It's just such a bad movie. Like, why? Why are we here? Why is anyone here? <laughs> yeah. it's so extra. Like before we started recording, we both agreed. <laughs> There's a lot of adjectives to describe the movies that we've covered, but I would I would venture to say this is the most extra of them. Yeah, yeah, this is this is incredibly extra because nothing in this movie really needs to happen. Also, before we get too into the weeds in this, this is an Academy Award winning film. Yeah, this this won an Oscar. This is a film that that <laughs> I'm so like my whole body hurts. <laughs> Like, my entire body is in pain, um, knowing and saying aloud that this won an Oscar. Now, it, what it, it won an Oscar for uh, is a Stevie Wonder song, I Just Called to Say I Love You, which was written for the film. And Stevie Wonder did all the music for this movie with uh, a composer named John Morris. And uh, that's just the facts. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> And I mean, like, uh, don't get me wrong. Stevie Wonder deserves awards. So of I'm course, glad that yes, Stevie Wonder I'm has so an glad. Oscar. I'm just right. very upset that this Oscar is pinned to this movie because this movie should not be near the Oscars. And we could, you know, we could spend many episodes unpacking all the problems with the Oscars and who they pick and don't pick. But uh, this is a time that they fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, just give Stevie a, just like Stevie, I don't know, somehow just give him shit without this movie. Uh. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's very weird to me that this is what Gene Wilder decided to do. I'm trying to see, it was his, was this his first film? I hope so. Because like, if he, <laughs> because the mistakes made in this film, like it's not even like, it's not even poorly directed in terms of like visual components. It's poorly directed in terms where I don't feel like anyone knows what they're doing doing or what what they're in like i don't feel like anyone everyone the only person who seems totally self-assured is uh charles groden charles groden is really the mvp of this movie 
Yeah. I don't know what Charles Grodin is doing, but he is 100% sure about everything that he does. That 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 scene where he goes into the restaurant and pretends to be blind. I, yeah, he's, he's absolutely <laughs> sure of himself. Like, and wow. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, it, it feels like the movie itself doesn't know what perspective it has. Okay, no, this is not Gene Wilder's first directed film, so I guess we should go to his, uh, let's see, his the first film that he directed was The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother <laughs> in 1975. Okay. I, I have never seen this. Um, he has also directed The World's Greatest Lover from 1977. Now, I... <laughs> watch these yeah absolutely um uh let's see what else is he the world's greatest lover yes he directed this and then he after two years after he directed the woman in red he directed haunted honeymoon which stars him and gilda radner in 1986 um and that is the last film that he directed he also wrote a film so he wrote see no evil hear no evil which is a film that he did uh, which is directed by Arthur Hiller that he did with Richard Pryor. This is a man with like a pedigree. So this is, you know, I mean, he's Gene Wilder. He, yeah, he like, also like wrote the screenplay for, well, co-wrote co the screenplay for Young Frankenstein. So this is a very talented person. Absolutely. I don't know why he decided to great do writer, this. Great writer, great actor. And then there's this. Yeah. You know? I, I want to see what the rest of his directing work looks like. Cause I'm wondering if he's a bad director and that's the problem and not like, because there are other some skills. things that could have been done with this plot right, exactly. to make it uh, better. Um, it's not that it's not even that the script itself is like garbage. Right. I mean, there's you know, I have my feelings about it. Yeah. But no. I mean, it, it's weird because like this is a plot where you know it's about a man who is perfectly happy in a loving marriage, has a fine life, and then just sees a woman and then decides to follow her around. So I mean, I'm like genuinely against this kind of behavior because it's just like fetishization and stalking and whatever but there's a way to do this where it wouldn't be so shit you know well like you know <laughs> and other movies do this where if because yeah it starts with he sees a woman in red she's gorgeous kelly lebrock and yeah. um she's in the in the parking garage and then he like gets out of his car and like follows her into the elevator and she's obviously very uncomfortable by his because he just has like a, a like a manic stalker energy yeah um he seems like a crazy person he in does, this movie absolutely and it's very objectifying like it like she looks physically uncomfortable now if 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 his his obsession with her started with an interaction between them, like at a coffee shop or, you know, wherever it could be in the parking garage where it felt mutually, even if she's not into him, it, where it felt like there was some sort of human connection um, and then he became obsessed with her, it would still be creepy, but it would feel like it would make me not hate him immediately right, right exactly because <laughs> we've all had interactions with strangers i think where you're kind of like wow like it leaves an impression on you but there wasn't even that it was literally just oh wow she's really hot yeah exactly <laughs> like, that was yeah it. it was yeah he knows like nothing about her <laughs> absolutely nothing and like he lives in what's wild to me is like he lives in this big city He's been married a long time, and the way that the movie positions it is that he's literally just, like, never noticed a beautiful woman before. 
like out like and this woman wearing red like broke him out of the matrix of monogamy or something. Right. Yeah. It's very weird because it's just like he just see she's like she's Kelly LeBrock. Of course she's beautiful. This is I think the same year that she did Weird Science. So that was kind of like her whole thing at the time. You know, she was this like unattainably Yeah. Unattainably yeah. like gorgeous woman is is what she was. But like she was also like really interesting and funny. No, oh she did weird science the year after this. Yeah, but it's like and weird, she's really funny in Weird Science. Like she's, like I know a lot of people don't like that movie, and a lot of people think that movie is sexist. And like, it, it, you know, we can unpack that at a later date. Um, I yeah, have a I lot. Mean, we could unpack uh, it on here. I have a lot of untangled thoughts about Weird Science. It is a, it is a movie that I love, that I understand there are a million things wrong with, but I unfortunately grew up with it, and therefore it, I am yeah. bound to it for life. But it, it, say what you can say about all of the men in Weird Science. Kelly LeBrock's character, she's funny. She's fun to be around. She's charismatic. She's stylish. She gets to do a lot in that movie. She gets to do way more in the movie where she's literally a self-fulfilling, a, a fulfilling genie for men than she does in this movie where she does absolutely Which nothing. Which says a lot. She's, yeah. Yeah. Like she <laughs> John does, Hughes does way more with her. Yeah. And literally she has... I mean, I think you could count her lines on on oh, two hands. Yeah. Like she she just barely speaks. There's also just that. It's just a lot of shots of her, her body, maybe her making a a facial expression, but not even like she's not even given that much. It's like just kind of her like staring out the window and him staring at her. It's, it's very Yeah, he and, just like even like all of their interactions, none of none of them really reveal anything about her. Like he like follows her out towards back riding, he follows her around the office, he just follows her around, and they have like very small interactions that could not amount to anything substantial. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like nothing and, and he's just being completely um just no boundaries like no it's no it, it, it's, it's not also even, the like there's there's not even the purity of like him just being like i have a crush he's not okay he's not even hot in this uh, and that's the thing like it's not that i think that like and i'm not even talking about looks here i'm just talking about like his he does vibe. not see, his vibe is so I, unattractive i think gene wilder is sexy in a lot of um i've seen him I be think sexy, he's sexy a lot in Willy Wonka. like yeah no i think he's sexy <laughs> as Willy wonka like he has a sexy energy and yeah. so like yeah it's not it's not like oh like a body shaming thing it's like he just sucks in this movie and like yeah he doesn't look good either <laughs> like like he, he looks like shit in this movie i'm like so shit. sorry he looks like he hasn't <laughs> seen moisturizer for like 10 years oh my god and he doesn't drink water and he's a creep like that's just it you his know and hair, this is his hair looks unhealthy it needs like a bit he needs a big chop i think yeah. a big chop and like, there's just so it's much just, <laughs> like the juxtaposition between like Kelly LeBrock being like pristine and like objectified and then him just like being actively like shitty and unappealing. Just like repellent. It just and makes it worse. It and makes he's it just all like constantly worse. sweating. Just like yeah. and you've been told that like it, he's sweating in the way that a 15 year old does because like they can't control their erections. <laughs> like that is like his whole vibe, this whole movie. It, it, it's like weird because like it seems like like I guess the French version of this, like I think the French 
can make it funny. I mean, maybe not funny to me, but funny to the French people. This whole like, oh man, man sees woman must pursue. <laughs> like, right? yeah. like it's like this whole thing where it's just like you know this whole thing about like oh women's sexual power, man, it's so like it's so much like, like he can't he can't contain. They himself. see a leg and then they yeah it's yeah, like it's just like they must like ejaculate immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and it's it's very uncomfortable to watch as a woman. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like, calm, calm down. Like, yeah. can you just chill? It made me feel, it really did. It made me feel like when I was like 13 or 14 and I'd like just gone through like, you know, some puberty and like dudes said gross things to me. Like, like dudes that I knew because they were stupid teenagers. Like, that's yeah. how this movie made me feel because that's how it treated Kelly LeBrock. And that's oh how all God. the men really like, what, like, like acted she, about women. She, she's walking in there then this then the air the air vent and the skirt goes up and i'm just like oh and she literally makes like like oh i didn't know this event like i have walked over air vents before and had my skirt go up and it's never sexy i'm always like oh shit i'm i need to fucking look where i'm going (laughs) and she's just like oh no the dress (laughs) i was just so mad that they made her do that (laughs) oh yeah and like also like Gene Wilder's wife is awesome. Like that's like she's actively really awesome. Yeah, played like, by Judith Ivy. Judith like, Ivy is cool as hell in this movie. She's so cool. Like she's like really emotionally present, and she's still trying to fuck. And like sh- literally, like she's an awesome. She's just awesome. So it doesn't even have that. This movie doesn't even have that piece of like, oh, they've grown apart emotionally. And so even though cheating is wrong, like he's just like missing this thing from his relationship. And so he's projecting it onto this strange, this random woman. No, it's like he has a really awesome wife who's actively listening to his bullshit and who's actively like, do you want to have a drink? Hey, babe, want to take a bath? Want to have sex? Like, she's just very cool. And he's like, I saw a woman in a red dress. What? Oh my god! And I just can't like my load is about to explode. I, like it's yeah, so... he's literally got a heart on the whole time. Like that's how it feels. <laughs> and so he, so he's in his office and he sees her and he calls her. But instead of she, instead of her picking up the phone, um, Gilda Radner, who I think is like representing her or something, picks up the phone. And so he makes this dinner day with Gilda, and like he just and he ends up not being able to go. And so this, so that just leads to Gilda Radner like hating him throughout this movie and also like fucking with him and like making his life terrible just for not showing up on this date. And the fact that he never thinks like for a second that maybe he spoke to someone else on the phone, but Kelly LeBrock is British. Gilda Radner is not British. How could you have a whole conversation with her and think that that was the same person in the same building? Right. Like Kelly LeBrock just arrived because she's a model modeling for a campaign for their marketing agency. Um, and, or their ad agency, I mean, and, and, uh, Gilda Radner has been working there this, probably the same amount of time as him. So the fact that he doesn't even know what her voice sounds like, um, and she obviously knows what his sounds like. I'm like, no, I don't believe this. Yeah. And and also just like, he, he never says his name. Like I can tell that he's like trying to be like private or whatever, but like, that's weird. You're saying she's going to find out who you are. Like you don't know. Like you don't know her name either. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like he, like also that he thought he could just call this woman that's never met him and she would just meet a random man. Like the only reason Gilda Radner went to meet him is because she recognized his voice and was like, Oh, I guess my coworker had a crush on me. Okay. 
<laughs> like, like if if Charlotte had answered the phone, which is um, Kelly LeBrock's name in the in the movie, um, she wouldn't have known who was talking to her. Gilda knew because she knew his voice. So it's like you have to give this woman some information. This is some weird like guy who meets you on the train and thinks it's romantic to like ask you out like kind of bullshit like does he not know what he obviously has no idea what women go through but like no it's not romantic to get a call from a random man who's like meet me somewhere (laughs) i have your number (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry i should never look at my phone while we do this Because I got caught down in a rabbit hole of something else that's not this movie, which it's very easy to do. Well, I mean, literally, this movie is just like I had fun watching it, even though it annoyed me because it's so like stylized and 80s and like it's different than the other shitty movies that we watch. But I was also like angry. Yeah, I mean, because it's just it's what what it just like comes down to is that everyone's so much more interesting than Gene Wilder in this movie. Like all of his friends are more interesting. Like Charles Grodin. I will tell you, I spent most of this movie thirsting after Charles Grodin. I will just be 100% honest. Really? Yeah. Wow, he really left an impression on you. I, he really did. It's so know. funny. I don't know why. Like I can't. I mean, he was really funny. Yeah. I think that that was it. I just wanted to fuck the funny tall one. Yeah. And the whole time I was just like, these guys are like really fun. Why did they hang out with Gene Wilder? But like, but like, I disagree. Charles Gordon is like the only one who's like fun. Like the others are assholes. Like Joe. Oh well, yeah, Joe is a mess. And then, and then, what's his, uh, what's his face? The other guy. Oh yeah, the other guy that you were trying to explain that plot to me. We both watched this movie like really recently, and I have no I idea what you were talking about. I literally watched this morning, and I still have no idea what's going on <laughs> with half the plot. So like that, that's also something to be said. And I wasn't like sometimes I watch these movies, and I'm like answering emails, and like yeah, you know, I was literally just sitting on my bed drinking coffee and watching it and and i completely misunderstood this whole there's this whole plot line with this bracelet that said eric and then um the friend uh i think uh mikey is it mikey i can never like keep it close like keep it together with what this is this is also hard because this was made like 40 years ago so like when i look at the actor pictures i can't tell who's who oh yeah no no (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, i was not yeah i was not born when this is made it's weird we should do more stuff in the 80s but maybe not this maybe not stuff like this like i wonder how many movies like would you even call this a romantic comedy i mean no no there's just this This feels this is like an 80s version of like a seth rogan movie about getting laid right yeah this is a very much like like getting your dick wet kind of movie. yes this is like yeah it's not even a bromantic comedy because it's really like anti-romance it's really just like i need to have sex and like not let my wife know because technically i don't want to lose her yeah what are the highlights are there any um, um okay well <laughs> gene wilder's daughter has like a super weird boyfriend oh yeah um, like like really wants to like fuck the mom yeah he like. really wants to fuck the mom okay so we're first introduced to shelly the boyfriend the mvp of this movie um and uh in a scene where basically gene wilder's daughter is like i'm so sorry i was gonna go to a movie with you but shelly got us David Bowie tickets and I want to go see David Bowie which of course obviously and Gene Wilder pretends to be disappointed but he doesn't care because he's trying to go 
you know, um, have sex with a model who doesn't know who he is. Um, so, so in this scene, we meet Shelly, who's like, you know, he's got a mohawk, and um, he like stands face to face with Gene Wilder and just repeats everything he says. So, so Gene Wilder is like, "Hey, take care of my daughter tonight," and or no, take care of my girl. And Shelly's like, "Take care of my girl." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was so funny. This, this, this movie is like uh, this movie is like a collection of bits, and it's, it's just absolutely. like which bits land and which bits don't land. I guess. Yeah, and then and then Gene Wilder's like, um, you know, like stay safe, and and Shelley's like, you stay safe. And like, <laughs> just, I don't know. We're I, making this movie sound more fun than it is. Yeah, no, I mean it's still like very bad, but like I thought that was funny. But then the next time we see Shelley. There was like absolutely nothing like preparing us for this. Um, uh, Dee Dee, uh, which is Gene Wilder's wife and Shelly's girlfriend's mom, is on the phone. Um, and Shelly is like by her room just watching her on the phone. And she's like, Shelly, like, go, don't come in here. I'm on the phone. And he's like, Why are you afraid? And I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> like, what in the ever-living fuck? And then, and then he comes in, and he just puts his hand on her breast. Like, it, it's... And I'm like, okay, so this is sexual assault. Like, he just, like, groped her. But then... But it's so weird the way she responds, because it's like, she's not into it, but, like, she's... It's like, she... It's like, this is... I don't know how to explain it. It's like, this has happened before, or... It's, it's very uncomfortable. And he... Yeah. And she's like, um, I'll scream. And he's like... I'll scream. Oh my god. And then she's like, I'll tell your mother. And then he's like, My mom knows. And, and knows what? And I'm like, what? And I'm thinking, like, your mom knows you're like a sexual predator. Like, what the hell are you talking about? And then he goes, I want to marry you. And then he like goes to put his hand on her again. And she just like she just stands there and and then like I don't know. It's very weird because she seems almost unbothered. Like she's like obviously not, you know, a pedophile. Um, but she's just like, but she's oh, yeah, also this just like, oh, all the this time. guy does this. And yeah. like this kid is so weird. And I'm just like, what the fuck movie? Like they just like put that in there. And I like that is all I will remember from this movie. Like in a few weeks, I will my brain will have erased the rest and I will still be trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this scene. Yeah. Because it's on one hand, it's very uncomfortable because of the rapiness of it. Like, he just, like, grabs her tit, and that's supposed to be funny. Like, ha-ha. And I'm like, no, that's not. That's not okay. Um, but then there's also this weird dynamic where she's just kind of, like, more annoyed by him being in the way than anything else. Like, it's almost like she's like, not now. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? It's there are so many weird. I don't know what they were going for with that, but Shelly was such a weird character. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like they were trying to like bring the funny in like every scene, but like without really thinking about what bringing the funny, like like what it meant for the plot and the characters to be funny in these specific ways is what I was thinking. Like, because there's so much. Like, there's a scene where he's in the bathtub, uh, with Gene Wells in the bathtub with his wife, and um. He, well, the wife isn't there, but she's, like, on the side of the tub. And he just, like, looks in... I'm looking at him in the bathtub, and I'm looking at her on the side of the tub. And I think to myself, wow, he seems like a child. And then she says that he's acting like a child. And then he has a full-on child tantrum where he's, like, splashing and, like, throwing things. And I was like, you have had children with this woman. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he has tantrums 
two to three times in this movie. Like full on like like and like the first one is him um basically pretending that he doesn't want to go back to work late, which is actually him trying to go get fucked. Right. Um to because he's overcompensating and he wants to make sure she doesn't suspect him of cheating. But he does it by acting like a ten year old. Like yeah. he's just like, I don't want to go to work. And she's like, now, you know, honey. Like, and I was like, ew. Uh, gross. Yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of this movie wondering what she like what what she saw in him. Especially like in the scene where you figure out that she's like jealous and that she has a gun, which is number one, a hilarious scene. But it's also just like she's just like I, she's just like, you don't you don't really you don't really know me. I can get really I can get really jealous. And I was just like, and, Whoa! She gets, <laughs> and, she, and she goes, I'm a little crazy and she gets out a gun and I felt like with <laughs> like with the script, I felt like they're like, we gotta write in a reason so that, you know, people still like Gene Wilder. And I was like, I don't know, this just made me like her more. <laughs> like, cause it was so obviously hastily written in to like make her seem less like an angel. But I was just like, oh wow, she knows he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah. I it, like, it was what? fine. And then like later, and every every scene is just like it's like maximum comedic stakes and then you don't know what's going on. Like when he gets rid of the gun, it's like this whole like thing where he's just like down by the water and he's just like, he's just like tossing it in covertly and he's like wearing like a long jacket. And I'm just like, really? You can just get rid of a gun. Like we don't need this. Yeah, this absolutely. Is spy versus spy. Like they, <laughs> I feel like this movie fixates on these weird details they throw in that are actually not relevant to the whole, like the arc, if you could even call it that. Um, yeah. And like the gun is one of them. And like, I, I kept thinking, I was like, well, maybe they just have like a really awesome sex life. And that's why she's so invested because he's doesn't seem emotionally present for her or, or the kids. Oh yeah. No, he seems so distracted. But then there's like that bathtub scene where she's obviously trying to get laid and he's like, not, and I'm just like, I have no idea what is keeping this relationship together for her. I get why he's into it. Cause she's like, does everything. Like yeah, oh my god, and okay. so many ancient men in this movie. Oh my god, okay, so like when uh, so he finally gets to know like Kelly LeBrock and he starts dressing differently and like wearing his hair differently and stuff, and then um, his oh wife throws a surprise party for him, and then he shows up with Kelly LeBrock. So then, so then like Charles Grodin, being the MVP friend he is, just like rolls up and is just like, oh, this is my, this is my girlfriend. <laughs> like I'm gonna take her out. I'm gonna take her out. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. leave. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> I just I was so into it, and then um I don't, and there's just weird lines in this, just like weird. She, <laughs> she's crazy about music. What do I gotta tell you? What do you mean? I, <laughs> what does that mean? Like who isn't crazy about music? Like what kind of music? What do you mean by crazy about music? Like we need some we need some answers here. Like what the hell? And then um uh, his friends all liberate him from this birthday party. Liberate him from this birthday party full of people that love him. Oh my god. And then they're just like get out of here. She yes. wants you. <laughs> so like basically while he's at the surprise party at his grandma's um uh, his his friends roll up, and his friend Joey pretends to be suicidal, and they grab him from the party, and they're like, we, "We need you to talk down Joey." And so, of course, Gene Wilder's wife, being you know cool, she's just like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, go make sure Joey's okay." And then in the car, they're like, "Just kidding, man, we got you away from like your wife and kids." And then he's like, "Oh, you assholes!" But he's obviously like really happy. Like he's like, "Oh, good, finally away from the ones that I love," you know. And then they're like, "Yeah." Um, 
basically like Kelly LeBrock's modeling from midnight till dawn and she wants you for breakfast. And then there's these gratuitous shots of like her in fog, <laughs> like modeling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows like Gene Wilder, like watching her modeling. And I'm like, I hate this so much, but it's also so extra. If I could divorce it from the actual movie plot, I would love the imagery. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, she looks beautiful. Yeah, she does. It's very dreamy. And then, okay, so they finally, he finally gets to be alone with her. And there's also a scene, um, her whole scene of, like, seducing him actually reminds me a lot of Weird Science, which is weird because it comes out a year later, where, like, we're like uh they're like getting undressed or whatever and then he i think he like has a bunch of clothes off but he still has his shoes on and that's that's saying something straight out of weird science where there's a scene where um Talia lebrock's character wants to have a shower like a sexy shower with one of the teenage boys and then he gets into the shower and he's so nervous that he's in like his like shorts and his sneakers because he's just like oh my god it's a grown woman um and i really want to make a movie called beard science <laughs> It's like a gender swap version. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas. Um, and so, yeah, they so they get hot and heavier as much as you can in a movie like this. And then she says the craziest line, which is, I want you more than I have ever wanted any other man. Really? I'm like, girl, like. For what? Like, you're a model who travels the world, and Gene Wilder is an asshole in this movie, and he's not living up to his potential in any area. And, yeah, and he's not looking fly. And you're like, I, and she basically says, like, when I saw you with your wife and kids, I wanted you more. And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, my God. We're doing this. I was just, like, this moment in the movie, I was like, this is so insane male fantasy. Like, I I can't even. It's wild. I can't even engage with it. Like, this is so fucking bullshit. (laughs) So they, so they're going to fool around. And then her husband comes back and he's like an, an air, an airline pilot or he's in the Air Force or something. He's like. But he's like really tall and like muscular, she says. Do we ever see him? No, we never see him. We never we just see, see him. a photo of his face. And so he com- so he comes and like she's just like, okay, go off on the ledge. And so he like puts on the man's robe and then he's off on the ledge and like that's that's how the movie starts and that's and then we it's one of those things where it's like, let's check back with him up there. And so we're back with him. And everyone decides that he's committing suicide, which is supposed to be funny suicide. Yeah, there's supposed to be like this whole. Yeah, it's weird that suicide is used as like a punchline twice um, in this movie. Like, like he's like trying to he's like putting his finger up to his mouth and just like, you know, like, go away. Like, like as if people are supposed to be like, oh, right. You're hiding from the husband of the woman. that you well, Yeah. Having. Like they would you like, they, like, your wife. like, like they somehow would totally they're know. know. Yeah. And even if they do know that they're going to give a fuck and not take photos. Right. Exactly. So then people are like pointing and taking photos. And then, of course, the news arrives and they get like a thing to catch him. And they're like, you know, like it's like basically like don't you know it's not worth it blah blah blah. and um and his wife sees him on the news and she's crying because she just thinks that he's trying to die um yeah and uh, yeah and so it just becomes this thing where the the joke he jumps he finally jumps and the joke is is that as he's falling oh my god he's like at first he's like okay i'm never i can't believe i almost like ruins my life for this woman wow and then he immediately gets distracted by this um pretty news lady who is 
like taking pictures of him and then immediately gets infatuated with her. So the joke is that he learned nothing and that he probably just does not want to be married for some reason. Yeah, and and while he's falling, like the the shot of his him falling is like really long. Oh yeah, and they, it's like they Look almost tried well. to put like an "It's a Wonderful Life" moment because he's like, I almost threw away like my marriage and my kids and like my this great life I built just for like infatuation and like he so calls you, her a piece of ass. He calls her a piece of ass, which is like so fucking disrespectful, but yeah. also like very much fits with how he's envisioned her this whole time. Yeah, um, and. And and also like the hypocrisy of him like freaking out when he finds out she has a husband is just like eye rolling, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. And so he like says that. And then there's like the shot of the woman of the reporter who's like wearing pink and like smiles. And we're supposed to be like, oh, my God, so funny. And I was just like, oh, I need to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, this is a very this is one like we've done a few like uh men male fantasy movies or like male idea of romance. This might be the most male of them all. This was definitely the most male because there was no even there was there wasn't even romance. There wasn't even like manic pixie dream girl kind of yeah dynamic. It was literally just like wow, what a hot body. Like oh, what's her name? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like. Yeah, and so because we because we care, let's see, what is the woman in red's name? Charlotte. Yeah, her name's Charlotte. And um, Gilda Radner plays a character named Miss Milner, who is great. You know, she, she keys Gene Wilder's car. She looks hot doing it. Like, she bends the antenna. I mean, like she Gilda Radner is fabulous, and she should just be in more of this movie. Yeah, she definitely should. Like, she like, pulls off her bits really her. well. Yeah, it did. It definitely needed her. <laughs> And it is interesting. I mean, we said this before recording that Gilda Radner and Gene Wilder were together during this movie in real life. So it's interesting. I would be curious and I will probably do some Internet digging like how Gilda Radner felt about the fact that Gene Wilder wrote this like this plot. Like she's obviously on board. She was in it. But I'm just like you're in this movie where the man that you're with is trying to cheat on his partner with someone and you're you play a character that's supposed to be like second fiddle to this model. I don't know. There's just so much there. Yeah, I yeah. It, it's really, I, it's really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I did not like that at all. I mean, and I it was Gilda, so she 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 made it work. But I didn't. <laughs> People shouldn't do this. Like, I'm trying right? to imagine. I'm trying to imagine if somebody did this to me, and I would be like somebody. Like if Kyle made a movie oh, and no. he was like trying to like chase after some blonde, and I was oh, just yeah. in the movie, I'd nope. be so angry. Oh yeah, no. If AJ was like, "Do you want to be in my music video where you're like the like the person that I pass over for someone else?" I'd be like, "Are you trying to make like Are you trying to break up with me?" I'm what? so. I'm. You know, this movie uh, more than anything makes me so mad that Gil. W wasn't in like more like really good like, movies why didn't she when get she was to alive. Be a rom com protagonist, right? You know? Like, like what was her like? Why didn't she get like a Ghostbusters or something? It makes me really mad. Oh, for sure, she got slept on so hard. And like, I mean, you think about Meg Ryan and like what a funny actress she is, and how yeah. she's like one of the reasons she is in some of people's favorites favorite rom coms is because she she has this ability to be like really funny and human and charming and all these things at once. And Gilda, man, she could have, she would have crushed that. Just saying. 
<sighs> so I mean, like, what what do people watch instead of this? I mean, anything. Like, I mean, like, I don't even. I'm. I don't know a lot about French film. Um, the French films that I have seen, I have not liked very much. So I don't know if there's. I can't think of a French film alternative. And and, and no shade to French film. If you want me to really like a French film, be you send me some. Tell me. Um, I just have not seen any that I've actually really liked. The ones that I've seen have been very like male. Yeah. Um, have you seen any like? Well, maybe we need to watch this, some like women. I saw French a new film. movie that's actually on Netflix right now called "I'm Not an Easy Man." Yeah. Um, that's French and it's like a comedy and it's about a misogynist who wakes up in a world where it's dominated by women mm. and where it's like women are oppressive to men. Okay. Um, and I actually really enjoyed it. It's okay. completely different from this movie, but it's French and you get to see a misogynist learn a lesson. I mean, there's problems with it like any movie. but Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, it's pretty gender essentialist. But yeah, uh, there is like a really hot woman who plays like this kind of gender bending like like misandrist I guess you could say uh you I think it's worth watching for her okay yeah well then that's a recommendation this time <laughs> yeah so I'm not an easy man I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix um yeah yeah um so please um pledge to our patreon and uh, follow us on twitter listen to us on all of the platforms spotify google play apple Podcasts. we're all there um follow our individual accounts on twitter if you go to the bad romance pod twitter which is pod with a zero you will see uh like tweets from the podcast and tweets from us um our first bonus episode which should drop next month is going to be on how i met your mother yeah. so if you um pledge eight dollars or more get ready for that and uh we've got more on the way yeah so we love you yep. and um take care take care of yourself you know yeah don't watch movies like this no uh, be kind to yourself and you know uh, we'll be back next week exactly i'm jordan searles i'm bronwyn isaac bye bye yeah back it up back it up let's dump this truck yeah back it up back